Welcome everybody to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. I'm your host, Kareem, joined by the world's greatest co-host, Arif Bacchus. And we are doing a basically all hardware podcast. This is a special podcast. Uh, we won't be doing our normal uh, info breakdown or uh, fast br- or the topics of the week or week ahead stuff. We're just talking about the event from this week. And if you haven't been on the internet or haven't been on YouTube, <laughs> this is the place to be. We have a recap of all of these surfaces. I think I think that's how you say it, right? Surfaces. Surfi or surfaces. <laughs> uh, but I like saying surfaces or Let's put it simple, Surface devices that Microsoft announced at their September 22nd virtual Surface event. So we ended up getting the Surface Laptop Studio, the Surface Pro 8, the Surface Pro X, uh, the Surface Duo 2, some new Surface accessories, and the Surface Go 3. Yeah, uh, I was, you know, I think I was like, four for five on the guesses on some of the stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, there yeah. were, uh, no, I think I was four of six, basically. I missed the earbuds, and I missed this new mask that they introduced. But I got the pen, I got the duo, got the, I mean, we got the things that we thought we were going to get. So uh, let's get into it, because uh, I have lots of opinions, and you have some hands-on experience, so we should mesh, mesh the two. So we'll, first of all, we'll start by just letting you know what these devices are, running through the specs and the prices and the availability really quickly. And then Correct. I managed to go to the Microsoft Store. I keep saying store, but it's not a store anymore. It is an experience center at Fifth Avenue in New York City. And I played with the Surface Laptop Go and the Surface Duo 2 for a bit. So that will be our second segment. And then in our third segment, we'll answer your questions and show you the results from our polls about uh, how you people are feeling about the new Surface devices. And I know you also had a special segment with Shane that you want to get to as well. Yeah, we, we talked about the Duo, and uh, he's our resident expert. Uh, he's been doing it for about a year, year and a half now. So uh, we have lots of opinions, lots of thoughts on that too, uh, expectations, and you know what we kind of are hoping to see in the next, I don't know, what do you call it, two, three weeks, whenever it's released. If we didn't already lose you, that's the plan, and that's what we're doing. But now let's get started here. Well, I mean, the... for, those of you, for those of you who are Windows fans, this <laughs> is still Windows talk, okay? We'll be yeah, talking yeah. about how these devices work with Windows 11. These devices are powered by Windows 11, but if you are a commercial or enterprise user, you could request for it to come with Windows 10. But most of us here are just consumers, and we're just getting it with Windows 11 installed. And that said, that is the perfect segue into the Surface Laptop Studio, which is Microsoft's brand new laptop and brand new Surface Pro and brand new Surface Studio thing all shoved together in one to become a new kind of form Surface kind of thingy thingy thing. Uh, I said a lot of words there. (laughs) Yeah, It was like the old saying of the toaster fridge thing they used to make fun of the Surface Pro with. Now it's a toaster fridge slash microwave. It's it's a weird oddity, but I mean, it works. It works in theory and it works in design. So this basically was rumored to be the Surface Book 4, but we now know that it is, it's taking the place of the Surface Book in the Surface lineup. And this is a Surface like any, like unlike any other. 
because we have a NVIDIA RTX 3050 Ti graphics in here and also a 35 watt Intel 11th Gen 8 series processor inside. And Microsoft said that this is the highest wattage CPU ever put in a Surface device. And the Surface Laptop Studio is something that starts at $1,600 in its base configuration. And that will get you Core i5, 8 gigabytes of RAM, 256 gigabytes of storage and integrated graphics. But if you want the unit with the 3050 Ti graphics, that is around, I think, $2,200. And it's Core i7, 16 gigs of RAM, 8 gigabytes of storage, and the dedicated GPU in there. But that is just the specs. And what makes this Surface unique and unlike any other is that it it looks like a regular laptop on the Surface pun intended but once you <laughs> once you open the open it up and you have the the thing open like a regular laptop if you pull the screen towards you it has a hinge behind the screen which will let you make the surface laptop into sort of a surface pro kind of where you could pull the screen down towards the keyboard and watch YouTube or just touch the screen or enjoy multimedia with it. And other than that, you also could pull it down once more and turn it into a like kind of like a tablet, a four pound tablet, to say the least, where you could ink on the screen as well. So we're having different ways to use the Surface Laptop Studio. I believe it's called stage mode, uh, studio mode, and as well as laptop mode. Yeah, uh, the different mode. I think you and I talked about this offline last night about how this isn't the first of its kind. Uh, we've seen, I believe you said it was a, uh, was it a Sony? A Sony Vaio was the was a company that had this same kind of hinge design where the screen has a hinge and there's also a laptop hinge on the screen itself. But this is not something that's necessarily new. It's been done before, but Microsoft is just adding its own take on it. Yeah, um, uh, we mentioned the Sony Vaio, and uh, maybe I'll some B-roll for it, but it, it is a device that uh, has two of the modes, at least. Uh, it has yeah. the uh, laptop mode, and it has the uh, tablet mode. Uh, and it was only really designed for those two things, and it came out right around the Windows 8 time, just when people yeah. were kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall for touchscreen devices and how to kind of interact with them. Uh, what Microsoft is doing is more akin, I mean, it is very much that, but it's also more akin to the HP Elite Folio, I believe, that just came out where uh, you do have the tent, think the tent mode, which, you know, some people would say, why do you need that? But uh, there are times it's where it mimics, again, the Surface Pro, where you don't have the keyboard in front of you. Right, you don't yeah. have access to it. But you do have access to the uh, mouse in case you need it. But, I mean, for the most part, if you're, like, on a plane, like you said, watching Netflix or if it's, you know, going to be used to, you know, educate kids or whatever at home and they don't need to be touching the keyboard, things like that, it'll protect that kind of thing. And it also prevents us from having to do the fold around where our fingers are exposed to the keys on the back of something like that. So, uh, you know, this is Microsoft's take. It's, you know, their industrial hardware design, which is really nice. Uh, they're, you know, it's as seamless as it can be. They're, I mean, there's a seam in the back, but... You know, as far as the lines are concerned, it's very minimalistic. So if you're a fan of new things, you're a fan of that type of device, that type of design, this is the Microsoft version of it. It might be a bit expensive for some people, especially when you get to uh, what we'll talk about later as far as like really making it a, a, a creative tool with a lot of power. Uh, this is really a niche thing. But, you know, we're glad to have it in the lineup. Uh, the Surface Book was in need of some updates. 
you know, if they couldn't figure out the hinge, would see you know get around the hinge the way you know we say they should have. It seems like they've just gone and kind of made it super uh, convenient for a lot of people just to have it connected all at once. You don't have to worry about parts and mechanisms breaking or software that wouldn't allow you to take the, te- the, the tablet part off. All that kind of stuff is out the window with this device. And other than we talked about the internals and the GPU and how it's an all-powerful surface, as well as something that you could just use casually for web browsing, because after all, it is a laptop and it's also intended for studio use and also some light gaming, because they mentioned Forza Horizon 4 and it running at 60 frames per second. But the screen itself is also pretty special because... It is 14.4 inches in size, and it has the new 120 hertz hertz refresh rate and the 3 to 2 aspect ratio from the rest of the Surface line. And it also supports haptics and the new Surface Slim Pen 2, which houses underneath the the bottom part of it. Everyone criticized this, this hump at the bottom of the Surface Laptop Studio, but it serves a purpose in keeping the thing cool and finding a way to store the pen and also magnetically charging it without having to deal with the case like you had to do in the last generation. So that is another design feature. And it also has Thunderbolt 4 as well and a 1080p webcam, which is now standard across the the whole Surface lineup with the exception, I think, of the Surface Go 3 and the Surface Pro X, which don't have the Thunderbolt technology on board. Yeah, uh, because that is an Intel thing. Uh, another yeah. note we should make uh, is that the refresh rate, I believe they're calling it the Fusion Display, this is like yeah. part of their new marketing terms, uh, will not be out of the box. What you get is a two modes. You get a 60 hertz refresh rate, or you can switch manually to 120. Uh, they did mention that again. Uh, with Windows 11 coming out, the software will support variable refresh rate, which means it can drop anywhere from 0 to 120, depending on what you're doing on the screen. Keeping right. it 120 for mostly gaming and inking stuff, and then kind of, you know, uh, vacillating between that and 90, or 90 and 60 for everything else you do on the screen. So, um, we'll see. We'll have to see how that works. I know that you know. Obviously, Apple's done that with their pro, whatever they uh, pro motion. motion uh, they, yep. seem to, they seem to be doing okay with battery life. We'll see how Windows Eight tackles that uh, because uh, Windows Eleven, said, not Windows Eight. <laughs> yes, ah, Windows Eleven. Um, because as much as uh, this is a four-pound device, it is still meant to be portable. Uh, so you should hopefully we'll see, you know, we'll be getting at least 10 hours of battery, yeah. eight, if, you know, I mean, realistically, we'll probably get about six hours if you're, you know, heavy video editing and things like that. But with the, uh, you know, screen having to optimize for refresh rates and brightness and haptics and all these other things, uh, we'll see how well the battery serves on this thing. Let's push the Slim Pen 2 in there while we're at it because this is a new Surface Slim Pen, which is priced at $130. It works on the Pro 8, which you'll get into next, and also the Laptop Studio. And it has a little uh, haptic engine towards the bottom. So when you push it on the screen of the Pro 8 or the Laptop Studio, you'll get a little tap, 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 like like you would get from a Fitbit or an Apple Watch to let you know that you're scribbling. And it, it, it does feel pretty nice, as I'll get into in my hands-on section next. Yeah, uh, they spent a lot of time talking about the pen. It was kind of the uh, second-tier device uh, to everything else they've yeah. announced. I mean, the Surface yeah. Laptop kind of took the show. The Surface Duo was 
hotly anticipated. The Pro 8 and the Pro, uh, Pro X were nice upgrades, and then there were the other accessories. But the pin is what they kind of talked about through every device that they showed. And so uh, it's really big for them. I don't know if you know, you're a pin user. Uh, I use pin, but normally just on paper. I rarely use it on my surface unless I'm drawing something specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, but for those of you who are artists or who like precision, who are in architecture, things like that, who make use of the pen, this new upgrade seems to be really nice. They've also built in a lot of storage places on e every device, like in the keyboards for the Pro and the Pro X, there's a, a slot built in. Uh, and that's going to be normal going forward for the pen. Uh, underneath the, as you said, the Surface Laptop Studio, on the Surface Duo, they have a special cover that magnetizes it. So they're thinking of the pen as, you know, uh, a really uh, forefront device that they, you know, they're going to keep investing in. And I'm sure it's going to get, you know, firmware updates, right. things like that as well. So, uh, yeah, though, for as you said, 130 is normal price of the pen. Uh, for those of you who haven't jumped in on the pen yet, maybe now's a good time. Right, so that said, I'll let you get into the Surface Pro because I know this is something that you are very excited for. Yeah, uh, I did. I've covered the Surface Pro Seven, the Surface Pro Seven Plus, uh, the Surface Pro Eight is in line with that. And what it does is it kind of takes the uh, design language of the Surface Pro X finally, a slimmer bezels, uh, slightly bigger screen because of the uh, way that they manage the bezels. Uh, it's taken the keyboard, like I mentioned, where they have a slot for the pen. Uh, but as far as the specs are concerned, uh, they are running, they built it on the Evo platform, which they didn't do for the Pro uh, 7 Plus, uh, even though they released it with an 11th gen uh, processor. What that means is that it is part of Intel's new Ultra Ultra book design, where things are supposed to have longer battery life and, and uh, slimmer designs, you know, just basically more of the Ultrabook language that we all like. Uh, what we get is a 11th gen core processor, with, uh, and they finally support a Thunderbolt 4 port. So we're going to get two of those, and they replace the one of them replaces the USB-A that we had before. So uh, on, I believe, the what would be your left side of the screen would be your two ports, and then on the right side is your single uh, power, the proprietary Surface Power uh, port. So uh, for those of you who like the, pro, like the USB-A, sorry, they decided to move on. But... They do make, you know, uh, with the uh, addition of the USB, uh, the Thunderbolts, you're able to now power two 4K, I think it is two, yeah, two, up to two 4K displays at, you know, very various uh, refresh rates and things like that. So if you're going to be using this thing to uh, video edit 4K, stuff like that, you'll be able to keep up with 120 frames per second if you are using those, or uh, I think it's, I think you can go higher than that for editing, uh, things like that. Uh, you'll be getting adaptive color technology. Uh, the screen itself still remains a 13-inch uh, vibrant uh, pixel-sense pixel touchscreen, but it does incorporate, as we mentioned, the uh, refresh rate. So you will have 60 out of the box and 120 options, and then when Windows 11 does officially run on your device, which I think a lot of these one will because they're released, I think, the day after, the day they come, of they come, they come, They come shipped with Windows right. 11 installed, yeah. Uh, you should be getting that variable 120 refresh or, uh, 120 hertz refresh rate on that. Uh, it also has a 10 megapixel uh, 4K rear-facing camera. It comes equipped with Dolby Atmos uh, sound. You also get a 5 megapixel front camera. Uh, you know, which are, which is okay. I wish they had moved that to like 10 in the front as well, which would have been really nice. Uh, you this the keyboards, like I said, have been updated. Um, the trackpads are slightly bigger, uh, but again mostly with the uh, intent of incorporating the pen 
in the slot. So it's going to look really weird if you don't have a pin, really, to be honest with you, because you're going to have that slot uh, at the bottom with an empty section for the pin. This Pro H mm -hmm. starts at uh, 1099 uh, and should be available for pre-order in certain markets, I think, as of earlier this week. Yeah, all of the all of these devices come out on October fifth. With the I think with the exception of the Duo Two, which comes out on October twenty first. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the color configurations. I think I mean what they showed off was the slate gray for this one. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they do offer the matte black. Uh, when I go to the store to configure it, it's really just the gray option for right now. Uh, which again doesn't mean that they won't uh, offer a black one later on. Uh, maybe in a month or so during holiday season. Uh, the other things that we're supposed to be seeing is that we're supposed to be getting up to 16 hours of battery life, which is about, uh, I think it was two and a half hours more than what they had for the Pro 7 Plus. Again, these are Microsoft soft numbers. So I, I, everything I've tested, usually I get around eight hours of battery life, uh, and that's with heavy, moderate to heavy use. Uh, so again, if you're just, you know, a, a corporate executive looking at Excel docs, you probably might get your 16 hours. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and uh, the screen, is it really a big change for you to have them uh, make that those bezels smaller? They yes. mentioned it was 11%. It's, is that the, is that the breaking the, the change that everyone always wanted? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, the device itself is a tad bit heavier than last year's. Hmm. Uh, it, they did use, they incorporated the rounded corners, but they're not as rounded off as the Pro X, which, you know, su looks super futuristic and sleek. They're more akin to the Surface Go 2 and 3, uh, if, if that makes sense. So any of you who have a uh, Surface Go or have seen a Surface Go, it's rounded like that. So it's still uh, it's still a squircle, I guess you would call it, uh, as far as the design is concerned. Uh, but it is much more rounded than it was before. Uh, the back has also been beveled, so it's supposed to be nicer in hand. And what they've also done uh, with the reduction in bezel is that when the keyboard comes up to the bottom of the screen, it doesn't cut into the taskbar anymore. So for those of you who used to get annoyed when you would have to like magnetize your keyboard to the screen and it would cut into your taskbar, you couldn't see what was... Uh, any of the titles for any of the things you had in the taskbar, uh, you don't have to worry about that now. So when the keyboard connects to the screen, you still have space in between that to kind of see all of your uh, titles at the bottom. So again, they've taken, some, they've taken all that stuff into consideration, just the small things, because again, this is more of an incremental update than it um, than you know the revolutionary Surface Laptop Studio, but these incremental updates go a long way for long time uh, fans of the Pro lineup. How about the Surface Pro X? We spent all this time just talking about the Pro 8, which now looks almost identical to the Pro X, which also is getting its newest, uh, new model. Yeah. Uh, again, I think because we talk constantly offline, you're mentioning that uh, 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 store reps, for those that were still around, you know, probably, probably before the pandemic hit, were having issues with the Pro X and selling it. You know, People saw the new design. They thought it was a Pro. Uh, it wasn't. And I think what they've done, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest changes is the price this year. They've decided to uh, make the price uh, resemblant of the device itself. Uh, I think when they first announced it, it was a high price. and People thought it can do what a high price pro could do, which it can't. Uh, it will. At some point in the future, it will. But uh, as far as the ARM processing uh, goes and the uh, translation layers, it wasn't there. So this year, what they've decided to do is price it, I believe, at $899.99 as a start. So what they've now done is switched it in the lineup. Your Pro X becomes your uh, cheaper priced entry into the Pro lineup, which does fewer things than the Pro, which costs a little bit more. 
the screen on the Pro X, I believe, uh, because it's not. Uh, uh, I think they. I, don't know, I think the Pro X does get the uh, very, very variable refresh rate as well. Uh, it gets the. Uh, it still has the SQ2 processor. They haven't changed or upgraded that. Uh, it it now has the 64-bit emulation layer built in. Uh, I know that they kind of tacked it on or, and updated it with the uh, with Windows 10 uh, last November, but they've been tooling away for it, uh, tooling away at it for the last like nine months, and have gotten it working pretty decently for some things. I believe Adobe's you know uh, made the transition to making their ARM-based versions of applications native, so. Uh, they're on board with that. You know, hopefully we'll get more big names uh, coming along with ARM as you know Apple kind of pushes the industry forward with all of that stuff. Uh, they now also created a Wi-Fi model and they boosted the gigabyte speed on this on the LTE version that they have. Uh, so those are the big changes to the Pro. Uh, like I said, it's the price really. So now you know it's indicative if someone comes into the store if they go online and see that oh the eight ninety nine one uh, does you know this list of things and the you know. Ten, the the ten hundred dollar or the thousand dollar one does way more. It makes more sense. You can't really have uh, w- both of them do this. You know, be the same price, but one does less. And that said, let's move on to Surface Go three before I get on to Surface Duo. So Surface Duo, Surface Go three isn't really much of a major upgrade. It's just a minor upgrade because the Surface Go 3 still looks the same as the Surface Go 2 did, and it's just now coming pre-installed with Windows 11. It still starts at $400, but now uh, you also get a Pentium Gold 6500Y, 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigabytes of storage for that price, but they're now uh, including the option for their Core i3, 10100Y processor, 8 gigs of RAM, and 120 gigabyte SSD. And Microsoft says that that makes the Go 3 60% faster with uh, compared to I think it was the Core M3 on the previous generation, right? And that that's that's all that's changed really on the uh, Surface Go 3. So not nothing nothing major here, but just a minor spec bump. Yeah, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, we got to give the engineers their credit. It's sixty percent yeah. faster. Is sixty percent faster? So, but that uh, is the I, top end model, and you'll you'll be spending almost as much as a, to get a basic uh, Surface Pro Seven for that price than uh, when you're buying the Go Three. So, uh, you really need true. to think about it. Yeah, but I mean, it's the form factor really that yeah. is really your your option here because you can go for the Pro, the lower end Pro Eight, and and you know, sort of. And I would say struggle, but you would, you know, you would have, you could run into some issues depending on the programs you want. But with the smaller device, you're already understanding that this, these are the limited functions I'm going to be using this thing for. Uh, and speeding it up, I have a go-to, really enjoy it. It hasn't really slowed down for me at all. But knowing that this will be much faster, uh, I think, I think Microsoft mentioned in their presentation that these devices are commercial devices. They're not necessarily meant to be single-use iPad type uh, competitors. Yeah. These are for people who are in the office who don't have a duo, which we'll get into, but need to go from patient to patient or to go in a warehouse, pick up a, a quick yeah. go, look at their inventory, uh, put in you know, with their orders and things like that, or hand it off to somebody else. If you're signing for packages, things like that, that's what the go is intended for. And it now being faster, it's just that much better for people to get their uh, applications on, off, and get their workers and their staff using it a lot easier. 
And that said, now let's move on to the Surface Duo 2, because uh, this is what everyone has been waiting for, especially your friend Shane, who we'll be talking to later on. But we'll just here to brief you really quickly. First of all, no, the price did not change. It is still mucho expensive at $1,500 for the Surface Duo 2. But there are some changes that people asked for. The first of those is a new triple camera system on the back, which now creates a hump on the back. So the Duo no longer closes flat, which I'm sure Shane will get into later on, as you guys will find out. But it's something that's common on most modern phones, so not something to complain about. And the Duo 2 also adds a fingerprint sensor that's now integrated into the power button. And the hinge is more useful because as you close the device, the, uh, you, you will now see a glance bar on the hinge, which shows you the battery percentage, the time, and any notifications. And as on top of all that, they added the features that people were long requesting, which is a faster Snapdragon 888 processor, uh, 5G support, 8 gigabytes of RAM. The screens are bigger at 8.3 inches. There's And now there's finally NFC support, as well as support for wirelessly charging the Surface Slim Pen 2. But you would need to buy a $40 cover to do that. But those are the facts. That's everything that's new. It's coming on October 21st, and you could find it in either the Glacier White or the Obsidian Black. Yeah, uh, we took some time and, and chatted with our resident expert. He and I kind of went over you know some really great things uh hope you guys enjoyed the segment uh, you know we'll be coming back to him uh several times uh throughout the rest of this year probably next year as, as the duo continues to be a focus for microsoft we will defer to him and uh Arif because he tends to get his hands on these devices uh and so if you have any duo questions you you want to see specific duo content uh, let us know. Uh, we will collaborate amongst ourselves and with our buddy Shane uh, and try and get that to you guys. So, uh, again, I hope you guys love the segment. Just, uh, yeah, you know, having seen it now, having written about it for the past few weeks, having recorded about mm -hmm. it for the past year and a half, what are your thoughts on the Duo 2? Yeah, so, I mean, overall, man, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm still, like, ruminating on like uh, my brain is just fried from today, but I, I, as best I can, as best I can say right now, my overall thoughts is that, you know, hardware wise, what we, what we know, the known commodities here, they've done what they needed to do. Um, you know, with duo one, it was not a phone. It was a windows meant to be a windows pocket PC, which at the last moment was shifted to Android. And because of that, we were missing these phone features, right? Like a proper camera or NFC, you know, things that, that you expect out of a flagship phone. These things weren't there. And they've addressed these things. And I think, I think honestly, I think that they knew they were going to address these things before the original Duo launched. I, I genuinely think that was, that was the case. And they've done that now, right? So it's got a proper camera setup, which, you know, much maligned by some people. It, it's hilarious to me how many people argued with me right up till they saw it on this on their screen. Oh, there's no way they're gonna do that. They won't do that. They won't have a camera bump. And it it in a in a kind in maybe kind of like a maybe a gross way, it brought me some happiness to be like, Yeah, what about what about that camera bump wasn't gonna happen? Like I told you guys for the last two damn months. But that's neither here nor there. 
on a hardware, you know, on that hardware front, I think they've done what they need to do. So that's that's step one. That's out of the way. But the big thing is still software. And I have some reasons to to hope that the software is going to be better. But I think that the only way you can hope the software is going to be noticeably better is couched in an intrinsically negative thought. And that is that they did, in fact, abandon Surface Duo to do this. There's no way Duo 2 comes out with good software and Duo 1 is where it is now without them having, without you having just accept they abandoned Surface Duo to do that. It doesn't make sense otherwise. It's like, oh, we fixed the screen flipping. We fixed this, that, and the other thing. But you didn't you didn't update the software on the original? Because <laughs> it wasn't their concern. Their concern was this. So, you know, that that's that is still the software is the big question. The hardware looks good. Have they fixed the software problems with with Duo 2? And and I think that some of the problems, some of the you know, seemingly software problems have maybe been fixed with hardware. Things like the digitizer. Was that a digitizer that was meant to run Windows? Nope. Not as, and not as much as we're like reporting and reading about. You know, well, like how, how much of the original Duo hardware changed when it stopped running a Windows build Andromeda and went to run Android? Because from what I from what I understand that the it's it's apparently a different some different hardware and as far as like the digitizer and things like that I don't know if it's true or not these are early days in this in these things but I do remember reading you know when they were porting some of their drivers over to the original Duo that it was you know lots of crashes that it was very unstable because they were porting it to Android so to speak so some of these things you know may be taken care of in that way and and, and maybe some not but that's you know hardware looks good software is still a great big question mark yeah i mean to your point of the duo being kind of uh, uh painted over for android even though it was originally designed we're we're now hearing about for windows uh the refresh rate you know they're the fusion mm-hmm. screens mm-hmm. uh we're seeing that the windows devices out of the box will come with like an option for 60 or 120 and then once windows 11 is fully baked in you know once it's upgraded they'll be able to do the re- the variable refresh rates right because that's what the operating system uh kind of supports but for the duo we're only getting 90 right no option to and i think that i don't think it's a part of android because i know samsung is able to do it maybe they're just sure kind of brute forcing it with their own software but that is to your point saying that you know they're finally realizing that they can tailor this towards for an android specific uh experience versus you know kind of like oh we had we planned for windows we planned for windows 10x or whatever they were going to do some version of it yeah but uh now you know they had the hardware they didn't want to waste it they said we'll throw android on it test it out we'll run with android 10 and uh work out the the bugs and stuff and then we'll do a full work with google at some point for android 11 and we'll make this an android device which is how we got nfc which mm-hmm. is how you know uh, we get um, what was the other thing they brought uh, the, mean, a, the, a prop, the 5G proper, modem yeah 5G a proper camera setup is 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 a huge thing as far yeah. as being a flagship phone in 2021 yeah and I think like you said I think that's because they finally fully embraced Android like you know they asked for permission they kind of ran it last year this is more like you know and this is what um, it's still sadly as you said you're abandoning the duo because. The hardware was sort of still made for Windows, even if they were to bring Android 11 with all of its 
glory and all of the things that they did for the duo too. I don't still, I still don't think that it work as well. Exactly. I don't think the experience is going to be as nice as it is in the duo too. Cause I think yeah. this hardware was specifically designed for Android 11. Yep. Yep. And you know, here's, here's another good example. And this, this is again, it's really early days. So these are, you know, reports from people who have briefly touched the device. So on the original duo, when you're in book mode and you want to switch to phone mode, it will try and detect which screen is the one doing the moving so it can determine which one to stay on, right? Mm-hmm. So it's having to use the accelerometers to figure that out. And it's gotten okay at it. On Duo 2, they said, forget that. It's The device is apparently, what I've read, going to just assume the right screen. Maybe it was the left screen, whatever. Wh- whichever one, one of them... <laughs> I don't remember which one I read. It's going to assume one of them is the primary screen for phone mode. So we, if you just do this and you, it's, it's evenly done like that, which doesn't work well for Duo, Duo 2 is just going to assume it's it's going to default to the same screen until you do something to switch it. Okay. That's something that they, that's, you could have just done that here. You could yeah. have literally made it so that this posture means this screen on. Yeah, now, I think. I Brandon. think they were trying to cater to the user when they're when they were now they're just saying like we're gonna simplify this. Yeah. One for engineers, ourselves, and one for you. Like now you'll know whenever you close it that you need to be on, like you said, the left side at all times. Right. It yeah, it and what it is, it is it is the right screen. That's the one with the right. selfie camera. So that makes okay. sense. Now with the duo, obviously your camera's here, so you may be switching to go back and forth on a camera. But the accelerometer stuff, you know, what they've learned by, you know, to me, by having a a world facing camera and a selfie camera, you know, lots of things are no longer going to rely upon an accelerometer. You know, whether it's taking a picture of the world, no accelerometer needed because it's facing out in book mode, going into phone mode, no accelerometer needed because it's going to assume the one with the selfie camera is your screen you're going to use on the original duo. You know, could they have done something? Uh, personally, if there was an option to disable the accelerometer stuff and to just have a pull down in the quick settings, 100% would have done that. It would have worked better. It would, and they, it's a tacit admission of that in Duo Two because they're not using it like that. Apparently, they could have done. They could have. They could have done a software update on Duo and done something similar, but they've not. And you have to wonder why. Why, why is why is something that they're tacitly admitting didn't work very well still just what's what they're doing on duo what what's the reasoning well i mean like we said maybe with this android 11 update they'll bring some tweaks that kind of like you said automatically shut down the accelerometer uh maybe you'll get better battery life out of the original duo when they do stuff like this hopefully um but they you know instead of i mean it's i'm assuming it's like windows development where you get Android or Android 10 slash 10.5 that's in public use right now being developed. So we just do security updates, things like that while we work on 11. And once we're done with 11, we will ship it across everything. And then the features that work for the original Duo can be, you know, uh, software fixed. Other hardware stuff that's, you know, baked into the hardware itself, you just, you'll lose out on. You'll you'll get, like I said, you get 10.8 and everyone else gets 11. Yep. Yeah, more or less. And that's that's kind of the expectation. You know, we've been told 11's coming to the original soon. But, I mean, what does that mean? It was supposed to be here by the end of summer. I believe summer <laughs> ended today. 
if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I think, yeah, I think it is. So yeah, 22nd, right? That didn't happen. So, <laughs> what? I, you know, who knows when that's going to happen? But to answer uh, the original I question, mean, maybe we'll get it at midnight. Or yeah, maybe that's when it's coming. It's going to be pushed <laughs> out in the next three hours. We're, we're good yeah. to go. But to, to answer the original question, I, I feel cautiously optimistic. The price is still too high for the vast majority of people, but they, they've they've addressed the hardware in the ways they needed to address it. All right. Uh, next one, and this is probably be the majority of the rest of the conversation, is uh, I'm going to start rattling off some specs, but I want to know what your favorite spec so far uh, after I do this is for this new device. We have uh, obviously uh, Android 11 coming. Uh, I wish it were 12, but I don't think there's a big difference between the two having tested 12 myself. Uh, we have our 8.3 pixel sense display, uh, which again, they think they use fusion display as part of their marketing material with 90 hertz refresh rate. Uh, we have the latest Snapdragon 888 uh, on board. We got memory of eight gigabytes. I know you said six was good, and but eight, you know, more is better sometimes. Uh, we have storage options of uh, 128, 256, and isn't there a 512? 512, option? yeah, there is, there is a 512 option. Uh, we got a rear camera of, uh, I think it's a wide angle, 12 megapixel, tele, telephoto, 12 megapixel, and ultra wide, 16 megapixel. Uh, I I have a Pixel camera right now that has the two cameras. I think it's telephoto and wide angle, I think it is, or something mm-hmm. like that. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty amazing. But I think the plus for that is just it's just a super quick snapper. So I'm hoping the speed on the camera yeah. for the deal is good. We have a front-facing camera at 12 megapixels. Security uh, fingerprint reader on the power button. I think it was on the power button last one mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we have 5G on board. We have Bluetooth uh, 5.1, NFC. I think we got Wi-Fi 6 as well. Uh, and then we have a port, which is the USB thing. I know you talked about it. I saw your video earlier today about the praying to God that they fix or at least address the stability and sturdiness of the USB, USB-C, USB-C uh, port. Yeah. And then we have stereo speakers instead of the mono, or I think it was they were using some kind of like weird. Uh, yeah speaker system set up we got a 440 400 is 4400 milliamp uh battery i don't know what the size of last year's one was and then we have two color options it was like 30 3600 it was quite small and then the two color options i mean the black looks pretty slick so of all those things when you saw it where you're like that is that's what's going to get me to hit the purchase button well i mean honestly this is this is crazy superficial but the the obsidian black color is freaking awesome <laughs> it looks so good but part of it is is a little tough because like we knew so much of this a long time ago like it like it, well i say we knew this many of us denied what we knew but <laughs> those of us that understood things knew this a long time ago so it, we, it lacked the shock can you imagine if we hadn't seen any surface duo two leaks and they roll this thing out that camera bump People would have lost their minds. Oh yeah, <laughs> it would have been amazing. <laughs> I'm Which makes you out. wonder if this was like a a, a coordinated. Let's, let's slip effort. that out yeah. there, calm people down a little bit. We know it's a little bit of a shocker. You know what they never showed? They never showed it in phone mode from this angle where you can see the oh, bulk. Yes, they never showed it. None of the, none I of think, the press uh, release material. I don't know if you if you follow a gentleman named Juan Bagnell, but he is mm-hmm. uh, he's huge on. Uh, on, uh, at least in my circle of tech people I follow as well as yourself and he kept asking on Twitter like I'm worried that they, they're not showing it closed they're not showing it closed what's this about uh, I think Daniel Rubino actually does have an image of it he closed does. and is a couple of them so I mean it's 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 significant like you'll you'll see the gap it's, it's, it's I, I compare it to the surface book yeah yeah I did the same thing I tweeted weeks ago 
I did a I, where I had a picture of the Surface Book, and it's got the big gap. And because yeah. people people kept saying to me, Microsoft wouldn't have a gap like that. I'm like, they do. They they shipped it already. I'm like, well, how is this different than this? Like, what am I missing yeah. here? <laughs> exactly. But well, I think some people is. are worried about the pressure on it. So like, if sure. you're sitting on your phone for some reason, sure. like you'll be applying pressure at there's, one specific angle. There's a thing you can do though. You can like put your finger in a duo like that and do that, and it flex. Look at it flex. It's yeah. it's like it it's fine. These things aren't made of granite, like glass. I mean, yeah. I, you don't want to just be bending like that. But like, I don't know. Part of me wants to say Microsoft would have tested this, but then again, they also shipped a thing that every USB C port broke. So I guess I can't assume anything <laughs> when it comes to these people. <laughs> I would like to just assume yeah, right. Okay, I mean, but here we are. Um, you know, a lot of the internal specs don't mean a lot to me, just in the sense that, you know, 855 to, to a AAA, great. I mean, AAA's faster. Cool, I guess. Six gigs of RAM to eight gigs of RAM. Sure. I've talked about RAM many times. You know, the average Android app's less than 40 megabytes. If we assume a gig is used by system and we divide what's left over by 40, do you need 20 apps at a time running? Who who does that? Who needs who? I want to be able to scroll back to where I used Instagram three days ago, and I want it to still be in RAM. Like who? I, I don't understand. Whatever, it's fine. I mean, doesn't you know? Whatever, eight, twelve, sixteen. I don't care. Anything more than six is is you're not going to notice it. It's not going to be in your way. Yeah. Um, I think it's the cameras for me. It, that was the hardest thing for me to get used to. Was not being able to, you know, be outside or be doing something, see a, a picture I want to take and having to pull this thing out and fumble around with it switching screens and then to take a uh, a grainy picture that is like th- this is this is this is like a funny thing that happens. I have a, a Chromecast with Google TV in the living room and it will scroll through pictures that I've taken, like my quote unquote best pictures as far as AI can determine. Yeah. And it's really funny because I don't have to look at the date to know when it's a duo picture. Because when you blow that sucker <laughs> up on the TV, when you blow it up on a 55-inch TV, it yeah. looks terrible. And then, like, you'll hit the arrow and it skips to a picture that the fold had taken, which is another, you know, 12 megapixels. One megapixel better, right? No, it's way be- it's way more than that. It switches to a, a fold picture and you're like, that looks good. But every time it's a duo picture, it's a grainy. It may, it may look fine here. On a TV, good night. It does not. It does not look good. So I, I found that a reality too. For even even for some of the pixel photos that that I've, because you know they're using OLED screens. They yeah. you know they boost up the vibrance on their own. And then yeah. you, you you look at it on your computer. You look at it on the screen. You're like, yeah. Oh, I thought that looked a lot better than that. Like better on my phone than it did. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But the 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 man the fold holds. It's I mean. Not can look at it and be like, that looks like I was taking on a DSLR. But when you see it next to the duo, it, it looks, it's a world of difference. So for me, it's probably the camera. I'm not bothered by the camera bump. Um, I don't love it. You know, I don't look at it and go like, yeah, I can't, it's awesome. But I understand how physics work. Cameras need depth. What, like seven lenses stacked up or something in most of these cameras. How yeah. are you going to do that without a camera bump? It's four millimeters. Granted, this one's what five millimeters. So what's that one more lens? So, maybe yeah. you could have st- stacked in there. It just doesn't yeah. work that way, you know. So it is what it is. Do you want to have a good camera or not? To me, I do. So it is what it is. You have a camera bump. Deal with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I am all on board with you, and I, I think the I, I didn't I you know I wouldn't test one out. I played with a bunch of them. Never actually had one myself. So 
Uh, I can only take your guys' word for it. Uh, what I was excited for, again, was the color option. I, I think the black just looks sick. Uh, I've seen some photos of people with a black cover on it, some kind of special mm-hmm. cover that covers the entire glass part, which I'm excited for as well. Because I plan to leave probably it open half fold, like a regular phone most of the time, if I'm you know not hiking or anything like that. Uh, but I was looking just at kind of like the uh, spec stuff for the 888 because I know we, you know, we always gloss over it because you know it's kind of like, oh, Intel comes in, has a new chip. You're like, okay, that's great, that's faster, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if if Microsoft does tap into some of this stuff uh, that's supposed to come with it, I mean, we're getting, uh, I think it was, uh, I mean, aside from the four uh, 4K HDR computational video capture. Mm-hmm. Uh, which should help them with you know some of the stuff that we're seeing on you know the Apple side where you can kind of do after capture edits and things like that. Uh, we're getting 120 uh, frames per second burst shots out of a mega out of a 12 megapixel camera. So again, you're being you're able to kind of mitigate some of that blurriness, I guess. Yep. Uh, especially yep. if I have a little girl, like a four year old and three year old, that moved or constantly moving. They have hands. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's you know it was great. Um, watching Google kind of catch with the picture. And I, I could see it as it captured. Google was like, this is so blurry. And then it would do its like yeah. AI magic. And I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to them, again, tapping into some yeah. of this stuff from 888 and uh, hopefully using it, like you said, for, for the camera, uh, for mapping and all this other stuff. Yeah, that's a great point. That is something that people don't realize that the, the image signal processing pipeline is part of the system on a chip so when it, it isn't just the power increase it's it's not just that it does it does also include a lot of the camera features and things like that as well so that's that's a, a great point yeah i mean so like i said uh, I, i'm i'm gonna get one this year just be, i've been looking at uh, i have i own a pixel right now mm-hmm. i've been testing android 12 the pixel 6 looks great you know the camera's supposed to be great and unless you're doing some like crazy wizardry with the video capture which again i don't capture a ton of video but i would use that camera in place of what i have here for you know video recordings and stuff like that i don't i mean i think the candy bar phone for me as 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 an enthusiast it's- it's has boring. kind of run its course. Yeah. yeah, it's boring. I was actually talking to another uh, YouTuber. If you've if you've seen Greggles TV, um, he's he's a, a a fairly a fairly large larger than me mm-hmm. YouTuber. And I was talking to him earlier today, and we both were just expressing how it's like I will I'll never I will never daily drive permanently like that another candy bar phone. I have no interest in it. It's boring. I mean the the, the fold and the duo. I'm spoiled. I'll, I'll never go back to a, a, a normal phone. Yeah, and I mean, again, I, I, I say this again, a, totally acknowledging that I'm an enthusiast. Like, you know, my wife, sure. she can get by with her iPhone sure. and half the features on Like, you know, the iPhone is super stacked with stuff I have to tell her about. Yeah. Uh, because she, you know, she just needs to make some calls, triage some email, yeah. capture the our girls on camera. And that's about, you know, and use whatever specialty app she needs. And I get that that's, you know, most people are still in in that phase and you know maybe they will remain there you know apple's got it locked uh but just seeing this and i'm like you know i think now is the the time to take the the leap i should have done it last year when i wasn't using like out and about uh and you know because if i feel like you can take better care of a duo when you're stationary so to speak when you're like at a definitely where they expect you to be like in an office at a desk you know you're just moving from conference room to conference room 
putting it in like a you know a messenger bag or something like that and you know you go about your day but when you're really out and about you know you're hiking you're running around you're working out you're doing your outdoors more often maybe that's where the duo might for me yeah some of its appeal because it's giant you know if i'm trying to yeah. run I'm, now i'm just holding this giant thing in my hand as i'm running because oh yeah it's terrible really an arm strap and <laughs> for sure it's terrible for stuff like that or like i've got a, a mount for my bike with my fold and foam mode it will it will latch into that mount that's not going in there that's not gonna happen <laughs> so. yeah so i'll yeah i'll have to get one of those like little weird you know uh bullet things that you put across you <laughs> just have different yeah, phones in it. but uh yeah i think uh, i'm gonna take the leap forward we're still sort of quasi pandemic so you know some working at home still and uh i'm i'm ready for it i think yeah it's matured for sure it's it's definitely a lot further along than it was whether you do a duo or a fold or something like that um i I think that i acknowledge that microsoft usually hits it out of the park in the third try so i guess i'm just gearing up for it yeah i'm also an old windows phone user so i've gone yep. through crappy software no apps stuff like that for a long time this this already seems ahead of oh yeah you've, you've at least got apps you've got that <laughs> yeah. like you can run whatever's on it it's just a matter of you know like i said if they can and there's just, it's just a couple of little things for me honestly if they can just if they if things are just a little bit snappier and the screens are just more consistent you know we don't have screens shutting off and doing silly things like that I think we're going to be okay. You know, there, there, there's so much good stuff in the hardware that I, I think we'll be all right. My, my, my big concern for it is what the adoption rate is, is going to be. And I, I don't, I don't know at $1,500. I feel like all the people that would have bought it feel burned by the original. Yeah. So a lot of them don't want to like, you know, I, I, I've got a video coming out here in the next couple of days or it might've been in this video that's already published. I can't remember. My brain is fried. But I said something to the effect of like, you know, people feel burned by this thing. You know, I went ahead and pre-ordered it because I'm an idiot. But maybe you're not. <laughs> you know, maybe you're like being reasonable, being like, I don't want to do this again. Like, that's the definition of insanity. Like, I'm going to wait until they prove it to me. But if everybody says I'm going to wait till they prove it to me, it's not going to no one. No one will have bought it. <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to be six hundred dollars after six months. And that's going to be a disaster. Do we want to do O3? Because if we do, people, someone has to buy it. I'm doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I'm wondering because uh, I feel like the same thing happened with Samsung, but at an accelerated rate. Like the the first one came out, and it was you know debris and sands galore, or the the people were just you know peeling off the front Peel of the screen. Off, yeah. <laughs> so and somehow they truncated the time period between the the second yeah. and the third. So. They came out with a second. People were like, oh, this is definitely better, but not, yeah. you know, not something you need to buy, especially at the price it was. And then the third came out and people were like, oh, this is, they fixed everything. Yeah. Now I know that, you know, Samsung has money to sit on to kind of eat that kind of uh, inventory for the, the full two. But uh, I think I'm hoping, you know, uh, from what Zach's saying over it, when essentially they're already working on the third one. Right. Uh, and like I said, they tend to knock it out of the park on the third one. Yeah. What I want to see them do, even if the adoption physical like you know people actually buying it isn't huge i'm hoping they at least work on the mind share like i want to see commercials yep. even if it's just in the background of a, of a yep. windows 11 commercial i want to see people with flipping open something yeah with yeah. a duo well and that's how you get people going what is that thing there are so many people i've talked to that have been like oh you know they, 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 no ads they don't advertise it yeah that's intentional you want to advertise a dumpster fire or do you want to wait until you put out a good product 
Like, seriously, that's why would you advertise this thing when you know, hey, you want to run an ad for this one? or You want to wait six months for the for the good one? Like you'd wait. You would wait. In fact, you want you want as few people to know this thing ever existed as possible. You don't want them yeah. to even know about this thing. You want them to be like duo two. Does that imply there was a first? Don't worry about the first one. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That's to me. That's what I'm. I mean, maybe I'm reading into these things, but you know, that to me is what it feels like. It feels like no, I totally agree with you. And I think, and I wonder if this is all part of the build up for Windows 11 because you know they showed off the your phone app, and I remember. Uh, Samsung being the exclusive kind of your yeah. phone app, having uh, some features. Thing. Yeah. So now, you know, as you know, I think Panos specifically said, you know, this phone is designed to work with your Windows 11 yeah. PC. So, like I said, I want to see, you know, if someone's got a Surface uh, laptop studio and they flip it open and they need to go answer a phone call, that they, you yep. know, it pull better out be a freaking duo. Yes. Show us that you care. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I'm, again, I'm, you don't I'm have to specifically you. say like, oh here's our duo up against the fold because you'll lose that battle, but at least start showing it. And uh, it's going to be even longer before we start seeing it natively in, you know, movies and stuff like that. I just, oh, what was that? I was watching something the other day and there were so many surface devices in it. It was ridiculous. Yep. And I was like, Oh, you know, obviously Microsoft paid for it, but it didn't sure. feel too out of place. To be honest with you, they were a bunch they're of surface sleek. laptops. Yeah, yeah. There's sleek. Look, it's sleek heart. When you get on the sideline of NFL, right? I want to see Mike Grable, Holding the surface duo, that's that would look, that would look insane. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you though, man. If if I, I, when you do this thing of trying to get people to to seemingly forget about your first product because the second one's going to be better, you're not really doing much with the first one. I get why you're doing it, but there's a downside of that, and that's that the people that are paying attention, you may have lost them. So you can't just do this halfway this you have to really do something to show them no no we're serious about this hardware because i think a lot of people have this feeling that like this is just you know a passing fancy for panos panay he's just like oh i like the dual phone and they're gonna forget about it next week and it's because that's what it felt like happened the first time around so they're gonna have to show people something and these, these initial reviews we can't have mkbhd Posting a review for two million people to watch, saying the software sucks, that uh, would be that's death. It, they can't yeah. do it again. It can't happen again. I hope totally it doesn't agree. happen again. Yeah, I mean that was the crazy thing is for Samsung, even though their software is so sometimes you know in left field, that was never really the complaint people had no. with the first or the second. It's it was rock the solid, man. The, the I'm t- like the Z Fold two is already in my top five and it's rising phones of all time. That that phone is incredible. It is one of the best devices I've ever owned. It is rock solid. It's so good. And there's part of me that's like, part of me is like, why are you, you're ordering a Duo 2? You've got this really good device, but I know I have to do it. I got to put my SIM in and I got I to gotta drive it. But that's how good the Z Fold is. I mean, it's you know they've got some advantage in that Microsoft people are Microsoft people, and some of them will buy it because it's got a Windows logo on the back of it, and that's great for them. But for the average consumer who's genuinely trying to decide between the Fold Three and the Duo Two, they better well, this, they, they better smack this ball when it comes over the plate. That's all I'm and saying. I'm, and I'm hoping you know obviously you know they have tons of people who are discussing. Um, you know, market share and, and, you know, keeping up with trends and stuff like that. But I'm hoping they at least understand that there is an opportunity if Samsung is 
doing what people expect them to do, not having a note come out. Yeah. That this is the device that, you know, people can, you know, choose between. Because people yeah. are going to go in, they're going to see the Galaxy, they're going to see these folding devices, they're going to see yeah. the fold, that's the, the note replacement, and they're going to say, are there any other types of devices like this? And the only other one that's out there, I mean, I think LG still has one that's out there, but, you know, we, we know where they're going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, they can and, say, oh, there's a, there's and, a Microsoft version the, of this the thing. And ra- the Rapid at t is going to say no, because they're going to have no idea that it exists. <laughs> No, nope, there sure isn't. It's the only one. They're going to have to do a lot of a lot of work in that regard. Very true. Very true. But and the person's yeah. probably going to sit next to you and be like, what's that over in that display? It's I don't know. I've li- never walked over there. literally that. right next to you. I've never seen it before. It's new to me. But no, you're, you're, I take your point. You're, you're, you're exactly right. They are competing with the Z Fold 3. And if you don't think that they are, and you can look at the back of that device, and you don't see Z Fold 3, I don't know what you're looking at. Because it's the same camera bump that was on the second Z Fold. It's the same style array. It's the same cameras. Of course, they're, they know who their competition is. They're not that dumb. Yeah. So, I mean, just to kind of wrap this whole thing up, and I, again, thank you for your time. I just, I'm excited. I think you're excited. Um, you know, we'll see it in a couple of weeks. We'll start seeing reviews and stuff like that. Um, and one last thing I had to say, too, I, I think someone was mentioning, and it might have been Ron Amadio or whatever over at Android. Uh, Central, we were talking about that, you know, uh, it, one, it's, he doesn't, he's not a believer in it, and he has his points, uh, all valid, uh, but it was main, one of the things was about the software and Android apps not being, uh, they don't fit on this sort of aspect ratio, and I was like, sure. well, I feel like this is one of those situations where, like, you finally take your friend who, you know, who thinks that they're really hot, and you're like, look in the mirror, this is what you look like, this is your yeah. lane, this is where you stay at, and they finally, they finally get it. I feel like, when Android developers see it on a screen like this, like, oh, this isn't, this doesn't look good. They'll yeah. start to fix it. Yeah. Because well, they don't hope, see this stuff. Hopefully. And, and I will point out too that, that, you know, while I don't know that Duo is going to be the, the device that's going to convince them to do that, I think much more likely will be something like the Fold. Because when you, people say this all the time, oh, when I use the Fold, it's just big Twitter, which by the way, Big Twitter is still pretty good. <laughs> yes. You know, like I like part of me's like, oh, it's just big Twitter. You hate when things are pictures are bigger and easier to read. Like, <laughs> c- could it be better? Sure. Absolutely. But big Twitter is still better than little Twitter. But yeah. devices like this that are large with weird uh, aspect ratios are gonna I mean, the uh, Fold 3 has sold much better than a lot of people thought that they thought that it would. Yeah. Um you know, so who knows? Maybe that will start to address it too. Because when you when you look at the aspect ratio of the fold, and you look at the aspect ratio of a single duo screen, they're they're pretty much the same thing. So these things hopefully will all play in together, and will all sort of help usher in a world where big Twitter becomes I don't know, like tablet Twitter with a sidebar or something, something yeah. better, so that people like Ron uh, have less things to complain about. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And on that note, again, I want to thank you. If you want to tell everybody again where they get, I mean, it's uh, it's on the shirt, but I wore the shirt. We've mentioned time, a bunch. Yeah, you, you remember <laughs> it. Uh, but you know, anything else? If you want to, you know, tease anything, now is the time to do so. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're into Surface Duo content in general, um, and I also talk about the fold. I talk about general tech news just in general, but I do obviously have a, a strong home with Surface Duo. Um, scary if literal. It's a weird channel. If you search Shane Craig, that also gets you there. Um, but that is my my account on YouTube. Um, I put out 
anywhere between like four and six or seven or eight videos a week. I put out a lot of content in particular yes, as a workaholic. Put out a lot of content. So if you uh, if you've got interest in those devices and you're looking for, you know, maybe a channel that isn't um, going to make one video about a device and then forget that it ever exists because they're on to the next eight devices. I'm your guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll be referring to him and hopefully we'll have him back on as uh, all the surface stuff starts to get in our hands and we can all kind of converse about it soon. So again, thank you. And uh, we will be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, that said, uh, let's now move on to our hands-on section where we're talking more about our own experience with the Surface Duo as well as the Surface Laptop Studio. Now, a little interesting story here is that the Surface Duo 2 is not really on display at the Microsoft Experience Center. I needed to go in and ask for it, and I didn't really get to play with it on my own. Rather, they just demoed some of the features for me. But from what I could tell, it is a really impressive device. As soon as you get it in your own hands and you feel it, it feels completely different. You know that this is not the original first-gen Duo. You could tell straight right away. And the reason why is because the screens. The screens are more rounded and it's more curvy and you don't notice the gap in the middle. That's the first thing I noticed as soon as I opened it. And then other than that, the screens are obviously bigger. So you're having more room to swipe your finger and also move the content across the screen. And it also feels a lot heftier in the hands. But I was using the, the unit that had the um, snap-on case on the front. But I like that heft because it makes it feel a lot more premium. The problem that I had with the original Duo is that it feels really light and you're afraid that you might break it. And this new Duo 2, as soon as you hold it in your hands, you know that it feels different and that it is something brand new. Those were my early impressions, and I didn't really get to play with the software much, and I was just looking at the Microsoft Store representatives play around with it, and what they did is they swiped the app side by side, and they showed me how smooth uh, the animations are, obviously, because now it has a 90 hertz screen and the screens are OLED. So that's the another big difference there. And overall, I'm pretty impressed with it, but I can't really say it's really a hands-on as much because I only spent two minutes with it and then they needed to take it away because someone else asked to see it. So that's that. Th those are my early impressions. And you could see some of the photos that we took with it. Oh, and they did show us the camera and the new camera system and how it works, where you're able to edit photos on one side of the screen and use the camera on the other. But uh, I'm, I'm sure Shane mentioned it when you spoke with him. That is something that's very strange to me, is having to hold the phone up like a tablet to take the photo. I kind of laughed at myself when I saw the guy doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um... You're going to have to be that parent with the iPad at a football game and have yeah, exactly. no shame, yeah. essentially, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, to get the, just to get the image that you need. Uh, and I mean, uh, I think people will get used to that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, it definitely beats, um, you know, worrying about if the screen lights up on one side because you have the camera facing, you have the tap in, all this stuff. I think what Shane and I discussed was that Microsoft is now, uh, because this is really an Android device, and we say that, knowing that the first one had Android on it, but it, it wasn't designed for it. We cover this in our, in our discussion that it was made for a version of Windows, probably Windows 10X, 
uh, at the last minute. They had a ton of these devices, decided to talk to Google and said, hey, we're going to throw Android on it, uh, which meant that, you know, they didn't have necessarily all of the right drivers, all of the uh, yeah. software optimized for it, all of the Android input for it, uh, which is why we're getting a lot of the software issues that we're having now. Uh, and, you know, kind of taxing the accelerometer to find out which side you're on. While it's cool in theory, uh, it wasn't meant for that. So what they've decided to do is kind of go back to the drawing board and say, hey, we're going to put uh, your camera is going to be on the side of the camera, no matter what you do. So your accelerometer is not going to have to try and find you. It's not going to have to keep pace with you, flipping it back and forth or tapping the screen on one side or to the other side. You know, these kind of things, while it may seem, may seem limiting, should help with the consistency of the operating system. So uh, as far as the camera is concerned, I, hopefully it'll just stay, it'll maintain its speed. I know you mentioned that it's a very snappy camera as far as you know, opening it up, yeah. taking a picture. Yep. I know that a lot of people, yourself included, had issues where they would say, you know, I'd pull up the camera wait, 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 come up and yeah, I'll take my picture. Yeah. And by that yeah, time, yeah. I have a three-year-old. She's gone somewhere, you know, running off, breaking something else. Yeah, so, that, uh, that, that, that's it. one. That's the most important thing that I, I wanted to see them address, and they addressed it. And even the picture quality, the guy was taking portraits with the with the thing of, of fellow employees in the experience center, and he showed it to me. I'm like, whoa, are you sure that that was taken on a Surface Duo? <laughs> Because the bokeh effect was really nice, and he even showed me how you could use a slider on the screen and change the bokeh effect, just like you could on an iPhone. And I'm like, whoa, this is yeah, a complete. I mean, even even the employees themselves, honestly, I'll tell you, they were very excited to have the Duo 2 in their hands and use it. And when they were demoing it to me, they were impressed with what they were seeing on their own. You got to remember that feature was something that we used to play with when we were Lumia fans, where you yeah. have the oh. uh, focus setting that you could adjust after taking the picture. So it's great to see that they're bringing in. I know that the iPhone this year has really stepped up its cameras. I mean, they did in the iPhone 12 as well and, and the 11, to be honest with you. I think 10 was their biggest leap. Uh, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the photos keep up with those. I know the Pixel Souls you bring in their game. And Microsoft is kind of catching up to flagships last year, which is, you know, Great and all. We'll, we'll see if they can keep pace with uh, at least the AI part of it this year. Uh, the things I kind of wanted to see, I know that it's heavier because the screens are slightly bigger. Uh, they've added more battery to the thing. Uh, I know that they've curved the screens on the inside so that it, you know, when it you know, sort of close or open, that the gap you said is uh, slightly smaller. Uh, those are all great things. Uh, you mentioned that they, they put the fingerprint button on the camera. Now, you know, that we're still sort of, you know, some of us are wearing masks, some of us aren't. It just makes more sense right now. Maybe they'll introduce uh, facial recognition uh, software later to just call it Microsoft Hello versus Windows Hello because it's not a Windows device. Uh, that'd be great to have two uh, bio-authentication methods on the device. Uh, I'll be glad to be able to use my wallet with it. I've been getting used to my Pixel now because I don't want to touch yeah. things all the time. Uh, being being uh, used to using NFC for all these things, and I know that was one of the, like, the deal breakers for it could be for you, especially in New York, where you're just like, hey, I want to go to the terminal, wave my phone at it versus like, oh, let me take out my credit card or anything like that. So I'm glad they added. I think the last thing they need to add is probably, you know, uh, water resistance or something maybe next year. And it'll be a good device. Uh, again, software still is yet to be a known factor. Uh, but you know, I think they I think they are going to be doing a good job now that they know it's, it's an Android device. 
If you have a Microsoft Experience Center near you, you could go in and request the device to see if they have it. But I don't think there's only think one. There's in, only one in. There's yeah, only so one in New York, and then, and then one in London because I saw yeah. that Zach was playing with the um, Surface Duo there, and I saw yeah. his tweet. And then our editor in chief Kip was like, "A riff, you need to go to the the store <laughs> right away and get us a hands on." And we got to compete. Like, yeah, uh, it seems oh, like their yeah. guy was a little less uh, demanding uh, or. Letting Zach play with a little more than your guy, uh, seems like he seemed to get a little bit more hands on. But there's also a roundup of a uh, collection of people on YouTube, things like that, have gone and had some experiences. Uh, you can go, you know, follow Arab's uh, Reddit thread. There are other people who were in London that are have checked it out since he's posted. You know, they've gone out and seen it. So if you want to get some more, you know, uh, hands on information, you know, before you make any pre orders, things like that. Uh, I would recommend Engadget also has uh, some hands-on uh, input, which I believe is Josh Tupolsky's, like newsletter thing. They got some hands-on. They got some really cool videos, and I believe it's in your Reddit thread, I think about four or five comments down, someone mm-hmm. links to it. So uh, follow these things if you want to see some more hands-on. I know people will start, you know, our big YouTubers out there will start getting, and, you know, Daniel being the rest of them, will start getting their hands-on in the next two weeks, uh, but they'll probably be embargoed until the 20th or whatever when the device goes on sale. So if you're Thirsting for duo content. It's out there. You just have to kind of search for it. Now let's move on to the Surface Laptop Studio. That is really the reason why. There we go. Yeah. That's the re- that's really the reason why I ended up going to the store. I didn't. I, I honestly, uh, someone who owns the original Duo, I'm not planning to get the Duo Two because they both do the same thing and they both. <laughs> that is eventually, not a ring endorsement at all. <laughs> they they both they both. It's an impressive device, but if you have the first gen and uh, Android 11 will. Will deliver the improvements by the end to, of this year. By the end of this year, it should it should make the original duo snappy. But anyway, point taken. I went to go see the Surface Laptop Studio, and this thing. I wrote up a hands-on today about it, and I said it was the craziest but coolest computer ever because I've I've never seen anything like this before. I mean, during the keynote, I watched it, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I think I might buy this. But once I went into the store and I saw it, I was pretty much sold because it looks like Microsoft blended together the MacBook, the Surface Pro, and the Surface Studio all together as one. And if you told me Microsoft would be doing that last year, I would say you're crazy. But turns out they did it, and it's really impressive. There's a couple of things that I want to mention. First of all, everyone criticized the hump on the bottom of the device. And I was testing it both in my lap and on the desk. And once you once you put it down, you don't think about it. It's there. And I think that hump is there for a purpose to help the cooling and to help keep things cool. Because you have, like Kareem was saying earlier, you have the 8-series processors in there. And you also have the 3050 Ti. So... I, I didn't it didn't bother me at all, unlike other people. And another thing that people were really bothered about was the way that the hinge works. They people were saying that they expect it to be like the Surface Pro hinge, where it's strong. But on the laptop studio, the hinge isn't made out of metal. It's made out of a ro- woven fabric material. And if you turn the screen all the way back, you could see how it works. And they have the cables in the middle. And, and in the sides, and it's pretty sturdy, and it's designed to be a little bit smoother 
compared to the Surface Laptop, the uh, Surface Pro, where it it moves easily rather than have that friction to it. And you want that movement when you're moving it between the different gestures, when you're pulling it towards you, when you're pulling it back, when you're folding it. To me, it it it's a very smooth, smooth movement, smooth everything, and it works pretty nicely. And also the display, the 14.4 inch screen is downright beautiful. It reminds me a lot of what you get on the Surface laptops and even the Surface Pros, obviously because it's three to two aspect ratio. But the thing is with 120 Hertz, everything is just so smooth. The inking is smooth, the web browsing is smooth. Once you try 120 Hertz, it's hard to go back. And then another thing that I tried is also the um, Slim Pen 2 which I know Kareem talked about earlier about how the haptics work uh, thanks to the screen as well as the haptics in the pen itself. And I think Zach was the person who also mentioned how he was kind of let down by it. I kind of felt the same way. I don't think it's what Microsoft makes it out to be because the, the taps that you get from the pen are not as strong as I thought that it would be. It's just like a little light, light, light light tap that you get from like a from an iPhone what from an Apple Watch or a Fitbit it's not that strong and i was pressing on the screen pretty hard and i didn't really like that aspect of it so i might end up returning the slim pen too and just keep my original slim pen and i know you like to keep up with apple stuff and there's one thing from apple that microsoft did end up bringing to the surface laptop studio right Pad. Yes, on the trackpad. Yes, uh, but you have to check. You have to try it out. And for those people that are Windows devotees and haven't haven't read about it, heard about it, uh, you know, Apple does have haptics on their trackpad, which means that you can touch anywhere on the trackpad. Normally, for Windows folks, we have our two corners. We go to our corners when we need stuff done. <laughs> you go to your right corner when you want context menus. You go to your left corner to select things or drag and drop or things like that. Uh, on a Mac, on a I think a MacBook of uh, any Airs, whatever. The, uh, you can do that on any portion of the of the trackpad anywhere, uh, and what that does is it also alleviates the space that's necessary ne- that's needed, the depth that's needed in order to enact those on a Windows uh, PC. Uh, so with the haptics one, it's all uh, mechanical and it's done uh, digitally, basically underneath the trackpad. So again, they've gone to this because it makes more sense. It makes the browsing experience, the the engagement with Windows 11 that much nicer. And it frees up a little bit of space for more battery, bigger fans, things like that. Like I like to call it the vent deck because it just sounds cool, sounds Star yeah. Trekky. That's what I'm going to call that bottom part. And like you said, once it's on something, it's on your lap, it's on the table. You don't notice it's it, like, yeah. You won't notice it, and that's usually where you're going to be doing it. I mean, no one does any work with it, you know, strapped in between their arms. They're putting it yeah. down somewhere to do it on a table, on their lap, on the floor, wherever. So uh, I wouldn't worry about that. And you know, once it's down, you, we've seen beautiful above shots. Eric's got some in his write-ups. He's got someone read it. It looks like a MacBook when it's in traditional tablet form. I mean, in traditional clamshell form. And then again, when you go into the more uh, pro-esque, uh, the like you know drawing portion of it, uh, you know that's where you get your cool like uh, sort of. I think it's at uh, thirty degrees or whatever the angle is, so that you can draw on it. You still have a little bit of angle. For those of you who need various angles, that is what the pro lineup is for. So this thing isn't really meant to pull people away from the pro lineup. But what it's meant to do is allow those of us who were Surface Book fans or people who are just really big fans of Surface but want something that could edit photos, 
uh, edit video consistently, you know, not have stutters or anything like that, not have to boost up fans or throttle down, things like that. That's what this device is for. Uh, so uh, I'm going to be excited to see, you know, you said it's four pounds. That's kind of heavy. I believe yeah. the Surface Book was at three and a half pounds or something like that. So it's a little it's bit not, heavier. It's not, it's not heavy. You think you would okay. think it's heavy, but it's not heavy. I, I held it around like this all, everywhere, and I walked around with it, and it's not heavy. It's not it's not like a Razorbook 15 kind of heavy material. It's 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 pretty light and does, for does what it, it is. It also has the thinner bezels, right? It has, it has thin bezels around the screen, but they're more like what Microsoft did on the Go 3 compared to like what they did on the on the Pro X and the Pro 8. Okay. They're still they're still kind of big, but they're not uh, XPS level slim. But they're 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 still they're still there. But you don't really notice them if you change the scaling and you set it to to how you want to set it. But it it's not that huge of a deal. It's it's still a pretty expansive screen, especially when you go down into the different modes, the studio mode and the tablet mode, and also the part where you. That is an unofficial mode. I didn't mention it, but you could turn the screen all the way back and show like a slideshow or a PowerPoint to someone that way as well. But when you do that, you it it it's, it doesn't really feel that that cramped. But I did wish that it wasn't an obscure resolution that they're using here, like twenty eight, twenty something by by twenty something. They should have just went with four K and called it a day, and everyone would have been happy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, they've been doing that for the Surface lineups. I think they've been hovering around like 2K and a half something yeah, relative yeah, to the resolution. Yeah. Uh, it's whatever, I guess, necessary for uh, inking or something like that. I, I don't know why they limit it like that. But uh, again, I'm going to be looking forward to, to getting one. Hopefully Microsoft's listening because uh, I try and edit on my Surface laptop, which can be done. Uh, yeah. But isn't recommended. I would love to try this thing out to see uh, the difference. And like you said, you hear the fans, if there are fans or if they're not fans, that'd be great. And just have this be the device that is, you know, the powerhouse that I wanted the Surface Book to be. Uh, I know there are people out there like Dave2D uh, also on YouTube was mentioning that, you know, there are beefier processors and that, they, you know, a lot of people feel that Microsoft is this close with this with this lineup saying if they put in a, a beefier graphics Card, which I think the the ten the three was it thirty sixty or whatever is out as well. Thirty fifty like Ti, that. yeah, yeah. That's what they have, but I think it's a thirty sixty, right? Thirty sixty, yeah, yeah. They wanted something like that. They also were talking about there's an AMD Ryzen series nine, I believe, which is more powerful and it's in some devices. Uh, but AMD tends to throttle uh, very often, especially off uh, battery, like off uh, the power source. So, you know, if you're using this to like take to a coffee shop to do some quick editing. The reason why they probably didn't do the AMD one is because it really just kind of chugs everything down when it's not plugged in. Uh, so, uh, but just keep that in mind. You know, there again, there are other people's comments, uh, other commentary, other hands-on. Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing more and more content of, uh, of these devices as they come out. The last two things I think we didn't mention was that, you know, they did introduce accessibility stickers, which I'm actually excited for myself. I don't really have any ailments uh, necessarily, but these do seem like really cool things. Uh, these stickers you can put on your different keys so that you know uh, which buttons are for, you know, back or delete or things like that. Just so you, you know, for those of us who have issues seeing or hearing or things like that, these stickers are really cool. They also have a tag on the back of for your surface to pull out your surface keyboard, which I, I mean, I just wanted to have that anyway because I'm tired of like trying to dig my fingers into my finger, pro. Yeah. yeah, 
and getting chafed on my fingertips. First world problems, obviously, but it is really cool that you'll be able to just pull out your kickstand versus trying to dig your fingers in. Uh, and the other thing was their uh, ocean resin um, uh, uh, mouse. Yeah. I think it's is it twenty percent or twenty percent. It's made of twenty percent ocean bound plastics that they saved from the ocean. Yeah, which means it actually for each one that's manufactured it will be unique. I mean, they all kind of look sort of the same, but because it's being recycled, that is you know the the pebbles or whatever the, the speckles on the outside will actually be unique for each each individual piece uh, because it isn't being mass produced from one piece of. Uh, material. So uh, those two things also came out. Uh, you look forward to those. If you can't afford any of this other super extravagant stuff, get the stickers, get the small mouse, uh, and then you know, hopefully one of your friends or some some family member buy you one of the expensive devices for holidays. You could read my full hands-on impression for more, because I don't want to sit here for two hours talking about the Surface Laptop Studio, even though I could because I am very excited for it. But uh, now... Let's turn our attention to what you guys think and what your guys' comments are. And we asked a series of questions on our Twitter. And the first of one, first of which was, what is your favorite Surface from the Microsoft event? And it seems like the Surface Pro 8 is the most popular because of, <laughs> of 29%, per, 29%, 29 votes, 37% of you voted for the Pro 8, 31% for the Duo and the Surface Laptop. Uh, and the Surface Laptop Studio, and only no one voted for the Pro X. Yeah, and we spent all this time talking about the Duo and the new la and the new laptop, and everyone was like, "I want to go with the standard bear," uh, which <laughs> makes sense. Uh, yeah. It has been super refined. Uh, all the upgrades that came in this year are uh, they're noteworthy in and of themselves, and uh, it just makes for another solid addition. Uh, Doesn't seem like they tripped over themselves trying to do too much and trying to change the lineup. So I can see why that would be a fan favorite. Their other ones and are unknowns. We also asked you, did you pre-order a new Surface device? And 71.4% of 21 people said no, and only 28% said yes. I I'm probably the 28% that voted like 10 times with my burner accounts. I was going to say, uh, you 71%, you guys are the smart ones. Why don't you wait? Some of the reviews come out. Those of you who are excited about the Pro 8, I could see you could probably go ahead and pre-order that one. That one seems like a, a well-known commodity. They're not really going to mess it up. But it's, uh, it's a processor that's already uh, being used by tons of devices that doesn't overheat or has any issues like they did at the Surface Pro 4. So you're good on that one. The other ones, the laptop, uh, as much as I want to try and get my hands on it, you know, it's still the U, the uh, H processor is still sort of an unknown for consumers at, at, uh, at mass reproduction. Uh, you know, we'll have to see how the hinges work, things like, you know, stability, things like that. Uh, same thing for the Duo. That's a huge unknown as far as the software. So, again, you guys are well within your rights to be hesitant. For some we, also, we also asked you, what are your thoughts on the laptop studio? And 72% of you said it is so revolutionary. And 28% of you said, meh, it is gimmicky. That is out of 25%, <laughs> 25 votes. Yeah. Uh, and, again, that... Totally makes sense. Uh, we as Windows fans think this is pretty awesome for the most part. Uh, again, the concept isn't super original, but uh, it's nice that hopefully Microsoft uh, will be in lockstep with everybody else to market these things. Uh, the HP Folio Elite or whatever it's called uh, didn't really get any marketing. So if people start seeing the Surface one and they're like, oh, I can get the HP version of this one, it's you know kind of raises everybody's boat and maybe more manufacturers maybe Sony will come out of the woodwork and start making these or Samsung's next uh, Galaxy Book will have that sort of hinge for you people so again this 
should just help everybody kind of come out of their shells as far as design is concerned. And we also talked about these Duo 2, and we asked you, do you think the Duo 2 is worth it this time around? And this one had the most votes, 51 votes. Uh, 62% of you said, yes, it is a big change, and 37% of you said, no, it is the same. Yeah, uh, that was a close one. Uh, it may not seem like it, but I, I get the, the, the enthusiasm for the 62% saying, like, you know, it, it's big, and for everyone else who said no, you're probably former duo owners, and you're probably right. You know, who knows what the software has in store? There's a reason why they're kind of holding off on it. Uh, the, uh, I think recently, I think Zach was talking about uh, his in his emulator version of it, that there were some jakiness that he saw. And again, who knows if it comes with a day one update or patching like that. But if they can nail the software, and by nail it, I mean make it as good as a Moto G, I guess, then this thing is off to a good start. Uh, if, if, they, if it's worse than a Moto G, then we have issues. The last question, will the Pro X sell more with the 64-bit app emulation and the other changes in Windows 11? This one was pretty close. We had 41 votes and 53% said no because emulation is emulation and 46% said yes, uh, it is a big change. So seems like the verdict is out here and people do not like the Pro X. Uh, yeah, and again, there's no reason why they should be huge fans of it as of right now. Uh, when it came out, it was overpriced and didn't, and it was underwhelming. Uh, they've been toiling on it, working on it. It was still overpriced last year, but the uh, adoption, uh, as far as the emulation layer is concerned, the development has gotten better. This year, it should get even more better. And when you're able to put XCloud on there, you know, make it a gaming device of some sorts, uh, you know, beautiful screen of it. Uh, it's just getting more and more features. I think this is going to be uh, one of the slow burns for it. You know, maybe we'll see the price come down even more uh, as time goes on. This might be their $700 entry. You know, you jump from a Go to, to this or something like that before you get to a Pro. It'll find its slot somewhere in the lineup. But uh, I get that, you know, it, it doesn't seem super impressive right now. We also had some questions over on our YouTube page about the Surface Duo 2. One of them asked, how is the camera? Is the Android 11 good? Offline maps, any possibilities? How is the new Photos app? Um, kind of a long sentence there, but uh, the camera, like we said, is impressive. Uh, Android 11 seems snappy. Not sure about offline maps. Maybe you could do that with Google Maps, but you can. I think that's you an, can, you you can. Can. That's an Android thing, yeah. And yeah. how is the new Photos app? Um, the new Photos app is very snappy because you could preview the photo while you uh, change the photo after you take it and then keep using the camera anyway, which is really right uh, at the same time, which is really nice. And then our second question is, did you notice the curve when you opened the Duo screen wide? Also, can you ask them about the decision behind Surface Laptop Studio's lower bump design? Um, I didn't have a chance to ask uh, Microsoft about that, but I'm pretty sure it's a question that might come up in future reviews about the lower bump design on the Surface Laptop Studio. But when about the Duo, uh, you don't really notice the curve anymore when the screen is open wide. It's almost pretty seamless now from what I could tell, at least in my brief hands-on time. Yeah, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think I may pull the trigger on it this year and get it. Uh, if not, I may just you know save like 300 bucks and find an, uh, an old one in eBay to get get acquainted with it. You know, get my dip my toe in the water. But I am going to get a foldable device this year, hopefully in the next month or so. Uh, the Duo seems pretty awesome. The only thing I'm worried about, as far as the camera is concerned, I know you said it's snappy and the pictures are great, is that they didn't tout any features. Uh, 
uh, no macro shooting, no, you know, they didn't even mention the book. They just said, you know, we have a three camera setup system. Uh, and that was it. They didn't talk about shutter speeds, really. They didn't talk about video at all. So I'm wondering, you know, as much as you really clear still photos, are we going to get like better night mode? Are we going to get any, are we going to get even close to anything that Apple's done as far as the video is concerned and the stabilization uh, or that, you know, rack focusing stuff? I know that's you know, probably proprietary, but are we going to get anything close to that, even in the photos? Uh, they didn't mention any of that stuff. So I'm wondering if and when they're going to start talking about that stuff on the camera because it's important to people. And that said, I think we got through a lot of stuff. I know we kind of ran close to an hour and a half today, but it was a special episode dedicated to Surface. And I will leave you for our traditional outro. Yeah, I'm going to make it quick. You can find me on Mindhead1 on Twitter. You can find you. Hey, back, Jern. Uh, as well on Twitter uh, for the, our latest updates, our hands-on that we should be getting more of, reviews, which should be coming down the pipeline, uh, editorials, which, again, we have tons of stuff to talk about these days. And any late breaking news, you can find it on Microsoft uh, on Twitter as well. Uh, we also have a Pinterest page. I just found that out myself. So please visit that if you want uh, content uh, from Brad, our, our, one of our writers, and if you're a fan of gaming. Uh, and that should be it. I mean, go enjoy your weekend. Go enjoy the content that is Microsoft's devices. And hopefully we'll all be talking about uh, the things we like, the things we don't like, all of our pre-orders and all of our returns as well, if possible, in the in coming weeks. All right, everyone. Thanks for watching and see you again soon. Same place, same time. Stay safe.